Hey everyone, it's Carl. Before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a new podcast out called Alchemix Bar Diaries, where I tell you my thoughts that go through my brain about bartending techniques, theory, and anything to do related to the bartending world. We just started. I would love to have you come over, take a listen. The link for it is in the description of any podcast player you're listening to this to. And yeah, go check it out. Now let's get the show started. Yep, ready. All right. Everyone in the service industry has a story. Crazy customers, wild orders, and WTF moments. Do you want to start a tab? The podcast here to bring you those tales from behind the bar. My name is Carl. I have 4,000 plus days of bartending experience. <laughs> Did you use a calculator just to find out? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not that hard. Math is easy, right? 365 times 10, that's 3,365. Add 700 more days to that, 4,200 plus days. Boom, math. And My name are- is Riley. I did not bartend for that long. <laughs> for, for I, think, I think it was less than 365 days. <laughs> right. So, yes. Math on our on our new podcast. Thank you very much. And if you're not familiar with this lovely little podcast, Riley and I like to read stories off the internet, usually off Reddit, about bartender's life from the guest's point of view or even the bartender's point of view. Read it. Talk about it. Maybe decide who the asshole or the hero was. And then decide if the story could have been handled differently from each perspective. And then we'd rate the story one through five, one being an average bartender story and five being a unique situation that you might never hear again or we've never heard before. Right. And we came close twice. Yeah. That's what she said. Licking Sharpies. Licking Sharpies. So, yes. And we are privileged today to have a friend, a fellow YouTuber, a fellow bartender on the channel, Leandro of The Educated Barfly. And I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name. Uh, it's Demon Riva. Demon Riva. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing Glad today, buddy? D D Mon Riva. D Mon Riva. There you go. Okay. Demon Riva. Perfect. I did it. A lot of the subscribers like to call me D- the Demon Reaver. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like a secondary channel, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like my D and D, my D and D name. That's Demon awesome. Reaver. Um. Speaking of D&D, so you play D&D? You know, I am actually in the middle of a game of D&D, and for a really long time, I didn't actually play. And what the sad story about that is that when I was a little kid, my parents bought me some D&D, like, you know, handbooks or whatever, and like, mm-hmm. you know, like the handbook on sort of how to play or whatever. Um, and I got really into it, but I had no one to play with. Right. Because you definitely uh, need I was like kind of an outside kid. Yeah, when I was growing up, and most of my friends were outside kids, and nobody wanted to play D and D with me. And so I didn't actually start playing until this past year. Uh, and uh, one of my former actually uh, bartenders that worked with me at Coles uh, is like a just like a really good dungeon master. That's a thing. Sure. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So on Wednesdays when we're all available, we get together on the old Zoom chat and uh, do a little D and D playing, and it's, it's I like it. It's fun. That's cool. I've never actually played the game because growing up, my mom is, uh, was very Catholic and thought it was, you know, the, the devil, work. you know, and stuff like that. Cause demons and, <laughs> and everything like that. And we were outside kids too, growing up for the most part, we were always outside playing sports and stuff like that. But, um, what about you, Riley? I wanted to play for like four years, but I haven't really thought about even finding somebody to play with. Yeah. We personally, I like, don't have personal friends that play <laughs> it, but there is a podcast. Have you heard of it called The Bard Tenders? The Bard Tenders? Mm-hmm. No. But yeah. I feel like I should have. And now I'm glad that I have <laughs> heard about it. Right. So we interviewed one of their uh, co-hosts, uh, John Mater. 
And he is actually the beverage manager of TPC Sawgrass in Florida. So he's uh, done two players championships now for golf and whatever. He's a really nice guy. He's awesome. He helped open Death & Co. Uh, Colorado, Denver location. So he's one of the hosts of this podcast. And uh, their other bartenders are very, um, I don't know, big. I don't know what the right word I'm saying, but they've been friends for many years now. They play Dungeons and Dragons and they bartend. So anyways. Sometimes they talk about D&D. Sometimes they talk about bartending. Right. So cool. Very long. Do you long. ever see the YouTube video on like the insider Hollywood D&D game that goes on? No. That guy, Joe, I think is what's his last name? Joe Montagliano or whatever the dude from like, oh, yeah. Magic Mike and like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I think he was on True Blood for a while. So apparently he's got this game where like a bunch of celebrities go in and play and they have like miniatures and stuff and like a whole, like a whole thing. But also like D&D has like a official YouTube channel. Like, actually play D&D. They film it. It's like this crazy, you know, kind of tabletop set. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know if I could personally watch like you know like a three-hour game of other people playing but i do like to take part sure and i don't know man it people fun to do. yeah people watch people play video games and i don't understand that at all you know which i'm not saying it's a bad thing i just not for me but right people watch what do they want I mean, to playing video games is kind of a bad deal <laughs> <laughs> we i don't because i would just waste my bird, i guess i would just waste my fucking time playing video games and not creating content for people so one or the other, not both for me. All right. So we are our next port next portion. Our next segment is what are we drinking? And Riley and I, it's noon where we're drinking. So it's perfectly fine. Acceptable in this world is we're drinking corn and oil. If you're not familiar with that cocktail, it is uh, aged rum with velvet falernum and bitters. And I've seen some recipes. So I was going to ask you this too. Do you put lime juice in your corn and oils or no? Corn and oil is not a drink that I make very often or have made very often. Right. I probably made it like three times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do enjoy corn and oil with lime juice because I, I think that uh, the, you need to have that acid. I agree. To this, balance everything. It gets too strong, too sweet, too bitter. You know? I agree. This is the first time I've used lime juice and I kind of like it. So just a little too much for you right now. It's good. Good. It just wasn't what I expecting. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and Riley doesn't like it, but she doesn't want to say. No, I, oh, I would absolutely say. say. <laughs> I don't know. What were you expecting? I, uh, I, I don't sweeter. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's different. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it was easy Actually, to, to make. To be honest, I was surprised that it didn't have Campari in it because it has just like a slight reddish hue. And I think it's probably from this lamp behind you, right. but. Well, that's because I think the bitters and with the aged rum, because I use the plantation five year. So. Right. But I, it was just Wait, not. Did you I, also do, um, did you also do, what, what rums did you use? I just used one. Um, cause I think if oh, I, just the plantation five. Yeah. If I remember right, the smuggler's cove, just, if I remember correctly, there's just say to use two ounces of an aged rum, not like a mixture. So right, right, right. I could be wrong. Cool. So and our, I know it's early in California right now. It's 10 in the morning. Are we drinking anything? Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> That's, uh, I need some of that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Perfectly. Do you, okay, so how do you drink your coffee? Black or a little sugar, a little cream? I mean, I drink it in a bunch of different ways. I do drink black coffee quite a bit, but I also like a little sugared coffee. 
And then people are like, well, then you don't like drinking coffee with like having sugar in it. And it's like, well, name one thing that tastes like coffee with sugar in it. And then you'd be right. But <laughs> nothing else tastes like it. So I don't know. I like to do a little uh, oat milk. Sure. And a little, and a little, uh, and a little sugar. Yeah, maybe like, you know, a little one lump, of, one lump. Right. Yeah. I get that. Coffee. Yeah. Some days I'm, you know. Today I'm actually drinking one with oat milk and, and sugar. There you go. Yeah. My my thing is, uh, how do you drink your coffee? However, you're going to give it to me. <laughs> right. I don't really care. If right. You do have coffee. I want it. <laughs> do you have it in a drip? I'll take the IV. Yep. Okay. Nice. That's sort of like a means to an end, though. You're like, I don't care. Just yeah. Give me the cap. I like it all the ways. Mm -hmm. I don't care how it is. I will drink it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to get started with story number one here. And this is in the. I don't want to lose my place here. What's oh, this is just under the Ask Reddit subreddit. And the thread started as bartenders of Reddit, what is your best cutoff story? And this was started 10 years ago. So people just keep adding their stories to this thread. And I found this one that was kind of uh, I don't know. We'll just go read it. So it was posted 10 years ago from not Nicholas. Okay. I bartend weddings in a hotel bar room in a smaller rural town. One particular wedding, the groom and the groomsmen went out to the parking lot to shotgun beers that they were stashed in the groom's truck. The wedding party had already cashed in four kegs by 9.30 p.m. And the father of the bride, who was paying for it all, declined buying any more. All of the groomsmen came back and went back into the reception slash dance. The bride storms out of the parking lot when she sees everyone but her new hubby return. Then comes back in, red in the face, makeup smeared and bawling her eyes out. Then screams at her bridesmaids, go get her out of the truck. Bridesmaids go and drag out another bridesmaid into the hotel bathrooms and help her get back into her dress properly. Groom strolls up to the bar and orders a shot of Jack while tucking in his shirt. We close the bar at that exact moment. So, <laughs> yeah, I can say out of the many years I bartended at a wedding, I've never even seen or thought that something like this could happen with a bride or groom. It's pretty crazy. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, in your bartending journey, have, have you only bartended at bars, Leandro? Or have you done no, catering? No, not at all. I, I, I mean, I, I got hired to do a lot of offsite events, mm -hmm. events for brands, inventions. Uh, I, I, bar I started my career in a nightclub, which is not really a bar really it's right just, but you know there is a bar in there but it's you know, um but it's not like a bar per se so i've done a lot of different styles of bartending i don't not sure if i've ever done a wedding i've helped people right with, with batch recipe like batch recipes for their own weddings or people will reach out to me sometime and be like we're having a wedding and this is the theme can you help out and right help them out but but i don't think i've actually ever bartended a wedding and the entire thing about bartending. Wait, are we swearing on this? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, people get shithoused. Mm. Yes, they that's do. The whole point. The, the whole point of suffering through somebody's wedding is that you get to get shithoused right after all the boring stuff. Right. right. Yeah, but I've never even, man, I've never even, uh, of all the years bartending, I don't know I've ever heard a story like this where the groom cheats on his brand new wife with one of the bridesmaids. Or with anybody. With anyone. That's, that's, that's a bold move. I that is a bold but move. But is this like a cutoff? Like they just like, they were just like, all right, we're shutting the bar down. You're cut off. Cause like, was he over intoxicated or is he just an asshole? Probably both. 
I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I mean, I guess the father of the bride who was paying for everything cut everybody off because they had cashed in the four kegs by nine thirty. Yeah. But like, then like, what do you do as a bar? Right. Like you see the bride just, you know, crying and bawling because now she knows her brand new husband just cheated on her in the parking lot. Right. And he orders with, a, with somebody who was supposed to be her friend. Right. Because. Right. I mean, and the whole family knows too. Right. right. Yeah. Everyone knows now. Right. Because bridesmaids are her friends or his family, like his sisters. So I've seen that. So that wouldn't be the bridesmaid. Right. Hopefully. I wonder too, like, well, technically you can get this annulled, right? Because they didn't probably consummate the marriage. That oh, absolutely. Night. <laughs> that is a, that I really is. I hope that she, she got it annulled and didn't, and wasn't like, okay, it was a slip. Let's continue this marriage. Or. That's not going to end well for her. Right. Or. Depending, depending, she should go through the divorce and take half of his shit. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. Like, I don't, I don't like that messy shit, but like, this is, this is messy enough that that would push me to that edge. I wonder what kind of type of red flags there were before all of this, right? Like, is this, was this a marriage that probably shouldn't have got married and they just kind of went through it because pressure from family or you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm i'm just guessing i'm not saying you this is true but like right there should have been something saying like i mean this is really hardcore this is something you don't see or hear about so i don't I know the writer of this reddit like hears this because i need so much more information right that's like, that's what makes these like, stories I mean, interesting that is such a bold move like is it was this guy falling down drunk and just didn't know what he was doing uh does he have a history of cheating I got to know these things because it, it's such a crazy story. Like who in their right mind, right? Mm -hmm. Is that much of a moron? Right. I'm kind of reading some of the comments right now because he's responding to people because there is a shit ton of comments on this one. Of course. Uh, let's see. Some guy was just saying, was he being a douchebag? How can he be that drunk already? Uh, Nicholas or not Nicholas goes, it was truly unbelievable to watch it unfold. Felt like a movie. And it was almost like the bride expected to find him with said bridesmaid out there. Like she just knew it was going to happen. So why did you go through with it? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently you it's not the only thing that takes 10 seconds. Ahead of time that this may happen. Hey, yo. <laughs> yeah. Like she walked out there purposely knowing that he was probably cheating with this bridesmaid. Why the hell would you have that person be your bridesmaid in the first place? Why would you go through with the wedding? Right. Yeah. Cause this is probably, this you're is, losing the money either way, wow. whether the, whether the wedding ends in divorce or whether you lose your deposits. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's that's insane. Unless, yeah. unless let's flip this. Maybe she likes to be cuckolded. What? Cuckolded. She have been crying her mascara streaking down her face. She maybe did. she didn't think it was going to happen on her wedding day. Like the next day. Yeah. Like in the morning, maybe. I mean, is it is it a thing that people like to be cuckolded? I it, feel like this is just like a porn. No, that absolutely like, is a fetish. Like it's a porn story. <laughs> okay, wait. What does that word mean? To find your oh, significant when, other with somebody else. Okay. Cheating. Like then you are a cuckold. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's like a shit. I've been like cuckolded by David Lindhagen. No. Yes. Crazy stupid love. So to be clear, no. a cuckold is someone who is cheated on. At, but like a cuckold is someone not only. Who, who has been cheated on by their significant other, but the significant other like lets them know that they're doing it. Mm. That's a cuckold. Gotcha. Someone yes. who's not like strong enough to like not have their wife or husband or whatever cheat on them. And then also 
the wife or husband are blatant about the cheating. Right. Okay. Now that makes sense. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the least educated person in this podcast right now. So <laughs> I, I was just referencing crazy, that. stupid love. So, right. Well, I know, but it's just cause it's in that movie. Doesn't I, I guarantee you're more, you're more educated than mm, like, okay. at least formally. We can have an education off one of these things. When we come to L- when we, next time we come to LA, we can Riley and we'll have Riley and Mar- Marius like have like a Jeopardy style question off for us. We'll see. Oh, like a, like a, who is oh, it? Like a Billy Madison. Like Jeff- yeah, like Jeff- yeah. Yeah. Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh man. Non-content related. Style, uh, competition. I can see Marius An in, academic a su- in a suit with little cars and Riley's just going over there. We should there. do that. We should do that as a live stream. Oh that would God. be that would be really fun. Do that as a live. That yeah. would be really fun cocktail, Zoom, you know, and it would be just as fun. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Ooh, with cocktail we, knowledge, we can have like Riley host. Marius can make up the question, right? And uh, and then we can we can test our wits against each other. Absolutely, would we would put that on free for. <laughs> I totally do that on free for. Absolutely, and then. The winner challenges another YouTuber, cocktail YouTuber, and we just, you know, <laughs> you start like, you know, like on uh, Mortal Kombat, you know how you start at the bottom, you have to work your way up the tower uh, to make sure you're the the champion of champions or whatever. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there we go. There's some new content idea for us. <laughs> All right. So back to this story of sex and alcohol, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know this. I've never heard anything like this before. Um, I, mean, I know what happens, but like with a, the groom and a bridesmaid, he's probably been, he's probably been eyeing her for like two years. No, you know? They've been banging for sure probably, before yeah, this. Yeah, yeah you're tra- probably right. This is not the first oh, time. Yeah. A hundred percent. They think they can get away with it at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, let me go get this beer. That's in my truck real I've quick. Ever even heard, What's the that? The only time I ever even heard about it was like in an Adam Sandler. Business. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Wedding singer. But yeah. <laughs> what, uh. Leandro, on a, on a scale of one to five, one being an average bartender story, five being ludicrous and extreme, what do you rate this story? Okay. Uh, uh, like as far as a story and how often it happens? A story that you've heard, like. Like on a scale of one to five, how shocked are you by this information? And like how likely I mean, do you think I'm it would be to happen super, again? I'm super shocked by it. But at the same time, I feel like in my time behind, like, you know, in my like, you know, 13 or 14 years behind the bar, I have seen some crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Right. I've seen really crazy shit, especially in LA and especially like, you know, coming from nightclubs. Right. A lot of crazy shit. Like really just crazy shit. That being said, I would rate this at the top level of crazy shit that you would see. (laughs) Because for the most part, you don't see crazy shit. It's just over the years. Right. You see, you see it enough that you can kind of compile. I I definitely have really entertaining and very crazy cutoff stories. And then also just shit that I've seen in the fucking bar that I was just like, I cannot believe that I just witnessed that. Shit. Mm-hmm. So, but, I would put it at the top end of that. It is, this is a, this is a crazy story. But would you like to give it a numerical value, please for us <laughs> on a scale of one, between to five. one and 10, one five. and five, a one to five, Yep, five being the high end four and a half. Four and a half. I would agree with that number. I think that's a high. End. That's my number two. It's just, it's just, it's just so ludicrous. It's, it, it's literally like, is the ink fucking even dry on the marriage license? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, did they just literally get out of the ceremony and like, well, it's after 9 PM. So it's, I'm not, 
Yeah, it's it's so the fresh. The ink still isn't dry. Right. No, like the party's still going. <laughs> right. The day hasn't ended well, yet. Well, if they even signed it yet, because like at the weddings that I've been to, like, you know, especially That's the true. ones where like the people that I that are getting married don't have as much money and they're just kind of like making a small ceremony. It's like they go aside with the officiant and mm-hmm. like sign. I actually officiated my brother's wedding and we like went aside to like sign. Yeah. That's what we so did like, too. That yeah. happens afterward anyway. So you don't even know if they've signed it yet. Right. Maybe she got lucky and they didn't sign that fucker yet. Maybe. Maybe. I, if, if at any point you could consider what she did, what happened to her lucky. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to give a little bit higher value. Okay. I'm going to go 4.8. Okay. And here's why. Okay. She didn't smash anything according right. to the story. Right. Like she just said it was over. Like she, Laura, she came in, kicked everybody out or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, but she didn't smash anything. Like, I don't know if it was her self-restraint or if she was just that boiling that internally. Right. But I had to smash some shit. So 4.8. So, cause she held restraint. Um, I know, but we don't know really. Right. We don't know. We We only take, right. Yeah. But you know, but at that moment we shut the bar down. With no other information. Right. That's yeah, but you, but you know, but you know that if she had smashed some shit, he would have put it in the story. Probably. Because otherwise, why would you be like? I mean, you're, you're here to tell a story. Put all the that. good shit in. Right. Mad <laughs> bitch came in throwing bottles and right. champagne glasses everywhere. But yeah, you and that's what makes this fun because we have to guess. You know, we only hear a portion and one side of the story. There's probably so much other right tidbits that we don't get accustomed to. You know. Yeah, but he's just lucky that the father didn't beat his. Yeah, that's true too. I don't understand how the father just didn't fuck this dude up. (laughs) Right? Yeah, doing that to his daughter on her wedding day is like, and especially when he's footing the bill, something that you come back from. Mm -hmm. No, especially when he foot the bill, at least for the booze. Oh, I know. Oh, I know the booze. (sighs) I mean, I'm sure he foot the bill for everything. That's tradition. If they did a traditional wedding, right? I wonder if this is something something that you could possibly like. Like the father of bride paid for it. And let's just assume that, right? Let's just say that happened. Could, and this marriage got annulled or divorced like a week later because of all this. Is there any way you think there's a civil oh, lawsuit you absolutely where can. you can sue the the groom now because of all this happening? Because of like, you, might. you know, I wonder. This could be like a Judge that, Judy fucking thing. That's why I. I sue I, for damages? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like with a, with divorce proceedings, you might be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. So that was our first story of today. And if you found that story fun or exciting, leave us a review. We have, at the last time I saw it, we have 10 reviews on Spotify. Five stars. Much love. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I can't do that very good. I won't do it again. And then we have four or five, or we have four comma five star reviews on Apple also podcast. So we appreciate the reviews. If you haven't done so, leave us a review on any podcast platform you listen to. And if you have a story to share, Leave it on your subreddit. Do you want to start a tab? Just whatever link in the description, whatever podcast platform you're listening to, just hit it. Leave us a beautiful story. And Riley and I, and maybe a lucky guest, will read about it, talk about it, and maybe call you an asshole. Probably not, though. So, yeah. Depends. Depends. Were you the asshole? Were you the asshole? So Now that we're talking about cutoff stories, I got a, I got a bunch of cutoff stories. Right. There's one really, there's one that I don't know if it says more about. That's Perfect. great. Perfect. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah, we, we want really people. Debate that. Yeah. Awesome. Sometimes you just need to hear that first story and like it'll bring memories and make it. Yeah. 
Yeah. This yeah. is a good therapy session for bartenders. Well, now that we have a theme, I sort of know. I mean, I can recall lots of cutoff stories mm-hmm. um, and lots of just crazy shit that I, I saw in bars and over, over the years. Right. Uh, so my, my story is a cutoff story about Kohl's. And, um, you know, I don't know if this says more about how much of an asshole I am. <laughs> an asshole, the guy that did what he did was. Uh, but uh, I don't suffer no fools really very well. And uh, it was a Saturday night. It was uh, very, very, if you, I, I don't know if you guys, when you guys were in town, you guys went to Kohl's, but mm-hmm. it is um, a very long bar and not very wide. Okay. I was built in 1908. It's one of the oldest bars in LA. Uh, everything is just like dark wood. Uh, there's, um, you know, a bunch of, well, there were like a bunch of booths, you know, they, they sort of changed the layout over the years, but there were at the time, like a bunch of booths. And at this night, it was uh, Saturday night and it was really, really busy. And this was just right at the time when there weren't a ton of places to drink in downtown LA. So there was just like a few. Uh, of course, we had Varnish, which is like a milk and honey offshoot bar inside Kohl's as like the speakeasy in there. So it was very popular. And the thing is, is that that place doesn't take any reservations. So you got to go, you got to leave your name with a host. And then they come out and get you and you got to basically wait in coals or something for them to come out and get you. So a lot of times people will come and have a drink. Sure. So it was super, super, super busy uh, this one night. It was like five deep in the bar, which didn't really happen in cocktail bars. Then. And this couple sit down and they luckily get a spot. And the way that it, it was situated was that there's two wells and then a service well that was kind of around an L shape. And so the two wells have like, I don't know, like you've seen my YouTube channel. You got no, like I have a cutting board that's based on how we did things at Colts. You have a cutting board at your station. You have the well underneath and you have your syrups on one side and you have your bitters and stuff on the other side. Yep. And then you have a little bowl of fruit and you have a little bowl right next to you filled with ice with all your garnishes. And that's just kind of how it's set up. And these people got a seat right at my cutting board, like right in front of me. And so they ordered around and I gave them their drinks. Um, and then people are ordering and it's just my policy that like when I'm bartending and it's super busy like that, I make sure that everyone in my periphery gets around before anyone gets a second round. Absolutely. Everyone's just trying to get their first drink. And it's really frustrating when people come to the bar trying to get your attention and they can't get a drink and then they, and then they see someone else get their second round. So this couple, I think they were on their first date, like they met on internet and it was the first time they were going out they didn't really know each other very well i could just tell from the uh from the body language and the conversation that was that was going on um and so they like slurped their drinks down really fast and then the guy asked me for another drink and i said okay you can get another drink but you gotta wait because there's a couple people have been waiting it's really really busy so let me just make them their drinks first and i'll come back to you and so, uh, you know, I can see him getting like, so I'm making drinks, I'm making all these other people drinks. I can see him just getting like visibly agitated and mm-hmm. visibly and just visibly like uncomfortable. And uh, he starts going, hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. And I'm like, listen, man, I know that you need another drink, but I, it's just my policy that I get everyone taken care of before anyone moves on to their second round. So the people in the back aren't just like struggling for a drink the whole time. And then he was like, okay. And then he, and then, you know, then he started to annoy me. So I started like extending the time, <laughs> like not giving him his drink because he was just irritating me. Uh, and then the, the, the date was like, oh, we should just go. Like, we should just go. And the guy was like, no, no, I want to get my another, I want to get another round. Now he's starting to give everybody else a second round. And we were first. And he's like, no, no. And he's getting kind of crazy. So uh, finally he starts 
clapping his hands. Oh my God. And then, and then uh, I, I just start ignoring him because when people start doing that and they start like trying to treat me like I'm the help, I just don't even like, I just, I just, you're not going to get around now. You're not going to get around until I say, and then finally he leans over the bar and he snaps his fingers at oh. me and I lost it. So at the other end of the bar, we have a bell that we ring when, uh, when we, um, when we, when it's last call, right? So we ring the bell, it's, it's last call. So I go, you are fucking cut off. And then I went to the bell and I rang it and I went, this guy's fucking cut off. And then I was like, everybody tell him. And then the whole bar went, you're fucking cut off. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I was like, security, get him out. And then I was like, and then I, I turned to his date and I said, you can stay. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you want to drink? <laughs> That's awesome. And then, uh, and then, yeah, then security removed him and she left very embarrassed and very red faced. And then the night, but that's like my, so it sounds like you did her a favor, right? You brought out his red flags in like yeah. within a couple hours of the first day. Yeah. You, you put, you put that relationship through the stress test and he failed. <laughs> failed miserably. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, in, in subsequent years, I've asked myself if I had done the right thing. How? I like really went out of my way to just embarrass him and right. then really put him on the spot and made everybody know that he was in the getting cut off and he was getting kicked out. But that was after re repeated episodes of degrading and humiliating behavior that he sub subjected you to. Mm -hmm. Like he treated you. That's true. Like, do is it okay to embarrass people? Maybe not. But also, is it okay to be an asshole to your servers and your bartenders? No, it's not. Right. Like if he did this like yeah. after like if he just kind of like, you know, clapped one time or like annoyed you maybe two or three times and you went directly to that, that might be. Yeah. Like, did you did you exacerbate the issue? Yes, you did. <laughs> but one could argue he deserved it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I exacerbated the issue by then just starting to ignore him. Right. right. I think that's what I think that's what triggered triggered him. And so I was like, you know, did I you know, I guess like my feeling had been like has been like. Did I like trigger him too much mm. because he was annoying me? And then I started to give everyone else around him their second, their second round because he was irritating me. I mean, that's that a natural really consequence to do because I made a bad situation kind of worse that way you know? or I, I created a bad situation. Well, but like, that's a natural consequence. If you're an asshole to me, I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah. Like but, that's, but also like, did you like subconsciously know if I'm not going to do this, he's going to react a certain way. So then I get to do this thing that I really want to do. You know, like, like right. say like, did you set him right. up I mean, for failure? It definitely of. wasn't planned. I definitely wasn't planned that way. Like I didn't know how he was going to react and he was pissing me off. And I, I honestly, this is going to sound really bad, but a lot of times with certain customers, not every customer, but with certain customers, you sort of have to treat them like they're a child. Like if you act badly, you're going to have a consequence. Because Absolutely. Because people definitely do come into bars with this kind of preconceived notion that they can like throw money around and that's mm -hmm. going to like do anything for, for their cause or getting more money, uh, getting, getting like getting more drinks or, or getting stronger drinks or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I never like allowed people to sort of buy me that way. Because right. It just wasn't that important to me. I'd much rather create a better, like a community in the bar than like, Right. You know, let these, you know, jerk offs with money, throw around their money, act like jerks and and then like have that actually work, you know, because I, I don't think that should work. But I definitely did set him up to yeah. like 
I, I mean, it was 100%. I, I think that, you know, looking back on it, it was a sell. Yeah, yeah. You mean, subconsciously honestly, probably did. Yeah. But honestly, though, like having been on rough dates, you did her a favor. So however much of an asshole that you may or may not have been is negated by hopefully she learned something and then didn't see him again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it were me, I, I would have uh, been very grateful to you for exposing right. that, uh, that quick temper. I mean, I mean, it, it, you know, he was clapping at me. It was fine. It, like I, I wasn't fine. That's not good behavior, but at the same time, it didn't set me off. What really set me off is when he snapped. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he snapped, like, come here, boy. or something, right. And that like set me off. Like, that, this- then that was like, uh, this guy needs to be like put in his place. But I guess the moral of the story here is like, first of all, the bartender sees you. So don't, wave your hands or yell things or whatever because they see you and secondly don't ever 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 talk down to your bartender right there's just like a few people you don't piss off in life your barber your tax guy <laughs> your bartender you your bartender people the people who cook your food your right. significant other too you know yeah. I'll, I'll throw i'll throw them in there as well, yeah. <laughs> those are the people you really just don't want to piss off in life it's also like you set expectations with them right like you already set the like here's what's going to happen Unfortunately, you just kind of have to deal with it and be a big right. boy about it. Right. You know? We're like, busy. We're busy. Because I, I feel right. the way you do, too. I have some people at the bar that I know they're ready for their second drink, but so, a couple just woke, walked up or maybe they've only been waiting for like a minute or two. I'm going to serve them first because they need to get their drink. And you've already had one mm-hmm. and you can wait just a smidge longer. Right. You know, and I tell sometimes if I'm if I'm not super busy, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get them first and I'll get your second round. Okay. And they look, okay, no problem. You know, I've never had anyone be, I guess, verbally aggressive to me about it that I can remember. The only time I've had anyone verbally aggressive to me to where I was definitely an asshole, but they expected it was we had this private party in the room next door to our bar. So you were in our, you were at the hotel bar. There's a room next to it where you rent out like, you know, 180 people up to 180. It was a Christmas party, a holiday party, whatever. And that got done and it was about a hundred of them. Well, 40 of them walk into my bar and I'm the only bartender I already have like 40 people in the bar. So I just doubled the capacity or not capacity, but I doubled how many guests were in there. I'm by myself. And this woman just assumed I was going to stop everything I was humanly possibly doing with the guests that were already there that were my paying guests to help her out and help them out. And I was doing my normal, you know, I basically just made rounds the bar, right? I just started one end, just went around in circles. So anyways, I was at, I was taking one of their friend coworkers orders and she just kept yelling at me. Hey, Hey, Hey. And I'm just like, ma'am, you need to please be quiet. I'm taking her order. I will get to you in a second. She goes, no, I got something very important to tell you. I got something very important to tell you. I go, ma'am, I don't care what you have to tell me right now. I'll take her order. Then I'll come to you. And then she didn't like that. She stepped kind of in through the pass through and just started like, like yanking on my shirt. And I go, don't fucking touch me and stop yelling at me. I don't give a shit what you have to say to me right now because I'm with her taking her order and I'll be right fucking with you. And she just looked. You don't put your hands on people. No, no. You know, and don't yell at me. I'm not your fucking partner and I'm not your child. So do not talk to me that way because. You shouldn't talk to anybody that way. I understand that. But I'm just saying like. I'm not going to forgive you for this behavior. Right. You like, know. I'm not going to, I'm well, not going to brush it off. I know this is kind of beside the point. Did, did you ever find out what you wanted to tell you? That was so yep. Important. She said some other guy was going to pay the tab of the bar of the tab. They just opened up. 
That's it. That's it. Some other guy so was. It wasn't even that important. Right? Exactly. Like routine ass shit. It mm-hmm. wasn't even like a very important. Thing. Right. And so, and what sucks is it's, what happens, this happens quite a bit. Not that extreme, but these people who have these private parties, when they come over to my bar, they're like, well, they assume because they spent so much money, you know, on this private party that they get priority when they come to the bar I work at. I'm like, that's not what happens. You spend a bunch of money with them. That's a different department. I don't, I don't see a dollar in that shit you just spent. You are now starting fresh with me and right. we're going to start this relationship off with a bang. <laughs> and unfortunately, it didn't right. but, but you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the most annoying things that happens in the bar industry is that like, is the idea that if you spend a lot of money, then you're, then you're entitled to right. some special behavior. And there's nothing worse than entitled. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is that it's like this, like you spend a bunch of, bunch of money. That's great. We're also serving you and giving you a really nice uh, experience. And that doesn't mean that you get to do things that are against policy. Right. It doesn't mean that you guys get to do things that are dangerous at the bar. It doesn't mean that you guys get to drink as much as you want. We will still cut you off because guess what? If I don't cut you off and you go out and crash your car, the cops are going to come to my bar and I'm going to be liable for whoever you killed. Right. So you are going to get cut off. You're not going to do things that are against yep. policy. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous behavior. You know right. I mean? It's like, it's like. But I, I do think that like the consumption of alcohol definitely does not agree with everybody. And they, and a lot of people become like children. Yep. Yeah, they really do. Yep. And they also think their $20 tip is way more important than my fucking liquor license. You right. know, like, oh, who cares? Like, just do it. Like, no motherfucker. Yeah, $20 tip. You can shove your $20 tip. Yeah. Right. Cause unless you're, unless you're going to tip me, <laughs> unless you're going to tip me 10 grand for the legal fees that I'm going to need. Mm-hmm. Plus pay right. my fines. Yep. Then we can talk. Yep. All right. So for your story, I am going to rate it a 3.2 because, you know, of all, it kind of comes back to how we rate a lot of our stories, right? It's just, it's a little bit of this, it's a little bit of that all kind of compounds, you know, him pushing you, him pushing you, him pushing you. And, you know, you set expectations with him quite a few times. And then just, I think what sets it off is the whole fucking bar. Yeah. You know, cause it seems like a cheers thing, right? Like, you know, you obviously have a lot of your regulars there that kind of know, what that bell stands for, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, and they all told him he was cut off. So I would have loved to have been there, like just in the back. Yeah. If we're on a date and we see this happening, like, oh, that'd been a beautiful thing to see. Right. I, without the bell, it'd have been a 1.2 for me because oh. I've been on that date. <laughs> <laughs> Not with me. I mean, I think that date is super common. Yeah. That yeah. date is super common. Yeah. That happens so, but then you add the bell to it and I'm, I'm right up there with you. I'm going to go 2.9. Okay. Do you have a, a numerical value for your own story? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably on 2.5. Okay. I kind of feel like that's not the craziest thing I've seen. It's not, the, it definitely is something that like, you know, happens quite a bit. I think I turned it into a little bit more of a show. Right. I could have done, but I don't Theater. think it's super rare. It's just, a, it's a fun story to tell. Mm-hmm. I think people really, really, really like the idea of like someone getting their just desserts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of fulfills that need for, for someone that really, you know, you know, just reaps their reaps what they sow immediately, like instant karma kind of story. You know, but Right. I don't think it's super rare. Anymore. You did something bad. You should feel bad. Right. That's <laughs> you don't get a reward right. for being a child. Right. So you don't get your second little drinky drink. Right. <laughs> do, you, do you see oh, how many yeah, people? Right. A lot of times that story plays out like you're a bartender in a high end spa- spot and, uh, you know, like some, you know, rich asshole 
treats you like an asshole and you just have to fucking swallow it or you're going to get fired. Like, that's usually how that happens. It's not, you know, so like being able to work in a bar where you actually get to be real is a, is a rarity. And I, yep. that's why I told it. Really. No, I agree. Cause that's <laughs> yeah. exactly who I am as a bartender too. Like, you know, you don't do it all the time, but when you do it, there's so much justification for the why. Yeah. So cool. Awesome, sir. Well, thank you so much. What, uh, do you have anything that you would like to plug to our wonderful audience? Uh, do I have anything I like to plug? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Just, I don't know. Watch my YouTube channel. Like, <laughs> subscribe. I don't know. Like, so you got, you got the main channel. We're, we're you, kind of bringing back our second channel again, yeah. which is, is actually great because we, we've been having to advertise a lot on our main channel to be able to make a living. Sure. Which a lot of people just don't get. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been getting a lot of comments like, "Why are you shilling products?" It's like, "Well, I shill products to keep this shit free for you." That's right. How I do it. Absolutely. You guys don't have to pay me. The companies can pay me, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why people don't get like that. That's what you got to do. And and not only that, but we say no to so many products. Like we only plug products that we really actually can get behind. Absolutely. Uh, but free pour our other channel is like where we get to just sort of have fun. We don't. Get, we don't have to do much advertising on there and and we're kind of getting back to doing that which is guys go go like and subscribe that one I guess. I yep the we have been featured on that channel free pour and i like i like that time when you guys were kind of going to different bars and kind of doing that because it's always interesting to see bars that you will probably maybe never visit but just to see what towns are doing and and stuff like that so and then i know like marius went to alaska one time that was kind of cool and yeah it's just kind of like this is cool. It's a cool secondary channel because it's more than just a cocktail. It's the cocktail community. It seems like, you know, like more, you have more, you do a little more freedom there. It seems like so. Yeah. We want to do more like home bars if we can find them. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do any more travel content because unfortunately for some reason you just can't make it popular enough to have it be profitable enough to like justify right. the cost. Absolutely. It takes to make that stuff, you know, like, I mean, like even like, even if like a brand flies us out somewhere and puts us up, we still spend a ton of money on like buying spirits, you know, to like taste them or like eating, traveling mm-hmm. around. It's like, it's just so expensive to do. And it's like, there's just not enough interest in, you know, like, I don't know, cocktail traveling stuff to really make it worthwhile. Uh, what we're going to start doing a lot more of though, which we like to do is like, I've been hitting up a lot of companies to get products to review. So right. And just like, review different products and most of the time when we bring in like an ice maker that makes 44 pounds of ice or whatever that will get a lot of views mm-hmm. and so I, and that's been really fun so i've gotten a lot of different products to make videos about them so that i can test them out so other people don't have yeah that's yeah that's definitely what i also liked about that chunk because you kind of do like that the testing of the ice because ice is definitely kind of taken kind of off in the past couple of years it seems like there's like the clear ice or how do i mass produce a bunch of ice for home bartending. So cool. Yeah. Definitely go check that out. Like we're in like an ice golden age for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, 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 Every company is trying to profit off of it, you know? Right. These big, huge fucking insulated things that take up half your freezer. But I didn't say that. I didn't think so. But anyways, remember, well, don't- I've actually been testing like a ton of companies just sent me all the analog things. So I got one from Wintersmith, their brand new phantom thing. Okay. I got one uh, from some Chinese company. I got a whole bunch of these ice things to test. So we're going to be making a video on that. Soon. Cool. And don't forget, don't be a dick. Tip your bartender. Drink responsibly. And drink responsibly. <laughs>